With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to Daddy vs. Doctor. Here are your hosts, pediatrician Dr. Scott Cohen and comedian Sebastian Maniscalco. All right, everybody, welcome to Daddy versus Doctor. Another episode here with myself, Sebastian Maniscalco, and Dr. Scott Cohen. Today's episode, we're going to tackle a 17 year old kid with a rash. We're also going to tackle uh, eczema and peanut allergies a little bit. So, looking forward to getting into some of these topics. Did you find anything else that uh, that, that we're, we're going to be talking about today? Peanut parties. Stay Pe- tuned. You'll, you'll learn about peanut butter parties. That's it. That's, That's it. it. Right here on Daddy vs. Doctor. What's going on? How you doing? Hey, we're good, thanks. How are you? We are good. Where are you calling from? Uh, I live in LA. Oh, right, right, right. Oh, so we are filming here in Los Angeles. Uh, I'd like to thank you for being part of our show. Um, yeah. What's going on with Spit Up? Oh, okay. So um, I have a three-month-old. Her name's Luciana. We call her Luci. And... Um, so basically, long story short, I want to just kind of cut to the chase. When we started um, breastfeeding and just like really getting into the thick of it, I would say like two, three weeks in, she was just screaming, fussing, all the things. And then like I was reading all the mom forums and, you know, it's a very hot topic. You know, people are like, why are my babies screaming when you're feeding them? And, you know, we take it so personal being a mother who's trying to breastfeed. Little did we know she ended up having acid reflux. Now she's three months old and she is, she's currently taking, um, Pepsid, which, uh, Dr. Cohen, correct me, uh, if I'm wrong saying it's like fomatid, fomatidine or something like that. And she's doing okay on it. She's not screaming when she eats anymore. However, it's like, we're, we're just like, when is this going to end? You know, like, is this going to go away? Is she going to have agita the rest of her life? If like, we're just kind of we're just unsure, you know, it's, and it's really hard to watch her spit up as much as she does. However, she's gaining healthy weight. But I think like our biggest thing is like, how much is too much spit up? And also like, how do we properly wean her off the medication? Because I don't, I don't want her to like take medicine if she doesn't need to. Um, and, and I haven't actually tried to like remove the medication from her bottle at the end of the night. Um, but yeah, that's kind of why I wanted to call in. I think this is so great what you guys are doing. Oh, well, thank you. Listen, the reason this started is because I would have these questions. My wife and I would have questions like this. And you feel like you're on an island. You feel like you're the only one going through some of these things. And when you talk to a pediatrician, it just puts your mind at ease. And, and you know, you're like, okay, I got peace of mind. And that's kind of, I think, what we're all looking for as, as parents. Now, this particular issue with, with, the, uh, with the spit up, 
I know that my my sister's kid was like it was that the spit up was flying across the room. It was it, is there such a thing as too much regurgitation? So spit up super common. Obviously, most babies have some form of spit up, and there are a lot of babies actually who we call happy spitters. They spit up. They could spit up every feeding, but it doesn't bother them. And they're not, and they're gaining good weight, and we don't do anything about it because we know they're going to outgrow it. And that's actually how we sort of differentiate between who we treat and who we don't. So all babies basically have some form of reflux. Their GI tract's not strong to hold things down, so things come up more, especially when they're laying down or after feedings. But if it doesn't bother them and they're gaining weight, you just keep them up right after feedings, and eventually they outgrow it. But if it's painful, it sounds like your daughter's Lucy was painful, and she was like fussy oh. with it. Yeah, before we got her on the Pepsid, I mean, we're talking like screaming bloody murder. And then I was crying because she's crying and I'm a mom and I don't know what's going on. And of course, all babies spit up. And, you know, we we just were like so scared at first because I was like, she's not keeping anything down. And I know every parent thinks that. Now that she's on the Pepsi, it's really helped her, but I want to get her off yeah. of it. You know, but she was she was gaining good weight, right? Correct. She yeah. is gaining weight. She's staying on her curve. She's a little meatball and she looks great. Um, I wish she was awake right now because Yeah, we'd love to see her. her. But but it but isn't that amazing that even despite the huge volume, like you'll see puddles on the floor, but then you come Puddle. in and see us and we're like, Hey, great waking. And you're like, How is that possible? They're losing it all. Yeah. So when we get to the point of using medication, which I do feel is safe, the idea is decreases the acid. So when the spit up happens, it doesn't hurt her because yeah, miserable for you and miserable to go through feeding, thinking you're always going to be in pain really could affect the volumes that the baby takes. So what typically happens, we dose medicine and and pediatrics for a child's weight. And every month, Lucy's getting heavier. So she's actually getting less and less medicine as she grows. So one of two things happen. Either you're going to come into your pediatrician and they're going to say, wow, she weighs this much now. She's really not getting a lot of medicine. Let's just stop it or let's do it every other day and then stop it. Or the opposite could happen to you. All of a sudden, she's having symptoms as if she wasn't on it. And it's because she weighs more and we have to increase the dose. So actually, your daughter tells us how to get rid of the medicine. And I promise you, all kids outgrow this, usually in the first year, usually much sooner. Um, But it's going to happen. That's really good to know because we have not upped her dose. As That's she's great. Gotten bigger, there you go. So she's getting less. Dose. I didn't think of it like that. Yeah. Um. So then piggybacking off of that. Um. So you know when we start introducing solids in just a few more months, like how how does the acid reflux affect her then when you start actually giving her real food? What do you think? What do you think would happen? Better or worse? Ooh, I would think it would be better. Yeah, why do you think that? You get these it's, answers right. Like I, when I guess on a Scantron multiple choice, I, I tend not to guess correctly. You always guess correctly. It's uh, how did you know that was a guess? It's too deep oh. now, so I mean, I don't know. Oh, that's kids. <laughs> I would just all. I would think that uh, natural foods for whatever the reason, especially if they're given in uh, I don't know pureed form, wouldn't have the type of Yeah, so that's totally wrong. But the answer was right. No, interestingly, solids often help reflux because the weight of the food holds things down. 
So Great. it's less likely to come up. Much more obvious answer. Easy answer. Yeah, easy. You were getting to like no, biochemical playing. organization of nutrients. I don't even know what that means. So yeah, it the actually helps. Right? So it actually often helps reflux. When they're older, their GI tract's stronger to hold things down. The weight of the food. Because think about, have you ever asked your parents what they used to do if you spit up what they, what they gave you? Listen, it was the 80s. My mom blacked out. I don't <laughs> Like, do, do you know, did what, what, what did grandparents give us? Like chicken cutlets pureed. In there a, you go. <laughs> right. You didn't have reflux, but you, but you hear, what was the old way of treating reflux? I don't even know. I, I they used to give you rice cereal. They used to put cereal oh, in your yeah. bottle. Why did they put cereal in your bottle to weigh it down in your stomach? And actually, we've gotten back to that as pediatricians. Before we start medicine, if I have a baby that's mainly on bottles, not breast, I will have them add powdered oatmeal to their milk to weigh it down because that helps the reflux. And then we may not even need medication. Interesting. There you go. Blowing everybody's mind here. And you're on chicken cutlets. He <laughs> doesn't even know. That's it. <laughs> um, so, so listen, guys, I, I just want to show you Lucci was, was ready to rock and roll for this yeah. podcast today, but she had to take a nap. Oh, oh she's wow. cute. Here she wow. is. Uh, she was ready to meet you guys. But, she's eating yeah. fine. She looks great. I mean, so look she, at She's Listen, like besides the agita, she's she's a great kid. She's so happy. I'm so blessed. I really am. Well, nice, nice. Thank yeah. you for coming on. I mean, this is great. Like, thank you. We we love having these questions because, like you said, every parent's going through the same thing. There's not a parent that hasn't dealt with spit up, and it's just nice knowing like everything's going to be okay. Absolutely. Thank you guys for doing this, and thanks for having me. It was so nice to meet you guys. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Yeah, the whole spit up thing. I, as a parent, first time parent, when they started to spit up, I was like, oh man, is this, you know, I know they're supposed to spit up, but my fear was like them choking on the spit. I know. And that used to be a big issue because we used to, when we started putting babies to sleep on their back, everybody was worried like, wait, they're going to spit up in their sleep and they're going to choke. And, mm-hmm. and actually what happens is they turn their head or they cough or gag your natural reflexes. So it hasn't been an issue, thankfully. All right. Next up on Daddy versus Doctor, we're going to see what's going on with Laura and her house. Does the computer move? No. Uh, Laura. Uh, Did she it, zoom in? But the computer looks like it's zoomed in now. No, it's just no? dark. Oh. It's just it's it's wherever that is. It's going to be nighttime soon. And uh, my question to you yeah. is, is this thing hooked up to a uh, battery or... <laughs> What kind of battery life does this, this computer guy, right. have? Because if it's not hooked up, uh, I got to get myself one of these. She is gone. She is not home, but we will keep checking back. I did see movement there. Hold on. I did see movement in the background. She must have a pressing question. Oh, oh earwax, earwax question. Yes. There is. There's like a, maybe it's a TV. Oh, there's a person. See, I told you. I Wait. told you. Did I not see just a glimpse? Wait, but what? <sighs> I want to make sure everybody's appropriate, though. Bro, if I see someone like with no bra, no, then I don't feel <laughs> all right. All right, well, we'll get all back right. to her uh, next yeah, season. We'll come back. Yeah. We'll come back. All right, we're going to Annalisa with a sleep issue. Let's see if she's there, Annalisa. Hi. How's okay. it going? Good. How are you? Good. So um, we understand. Um, well, first of all, thank you for joining us here. And uh, is your is, is your husband coming on or is he cutting along? Yeah, he just 
coming around. He's coming inside. I'm okay. sorry. No, that's okay. What uh, what seems to be the problem? So my son Vincenzo is a twin, and I know that you know we had my first daughter, and then we had surprise twins. So I knew that when we found out we were having twins. I figured we wouldn't have a lot of sleep, but I didn't realize it'd be this many years of no sleep. And my doctor said to me, uh, cause we were so excited that one of the twins was a boy because my other two kids are a girl. And he's like, Oh boys, they're going to, he's like, you know, Hey, there he is. Vincenzo senior. So, uh, he had, my doctor had said to me, he was like, Oh, you think the boy's great. He goes, my son hasn't slept in his bed or didn't sleep in his own bed until he was five years old. And my doctor is kind of like a jokester. So I laughed and he was like, no, I'm seriously not kidding. <laughs> so, you know, every kid is different. So that was like when my son was two. So we kind of had this countdown. My husband and I, I'm like, okay, he's almost five. Maybe this will get better. And now he's going to be six in May and he's still in our bed every night. So what he does is he wakes up in the middle of the night and he comes into our bed, but I, I mean, I've done behavior charts. We've done sleep studies. I'm going to an ENT on Friday because I know he's got some fluid in his ears that that develops. And I don't know what else we could do. <laughs> but Okay. This, as a kid, I used to sneak into my parents' room and just lay on the floor, right? <laughs> my father couldn't stand it, right? My mother was like, you know, oh, look oh, at it. Little Sebastian. He got so mad one day, he, or one night, he took me by the, like the underwear and, and the shirt and threatened to throw, <laughs> throw me down the stairs. This was, this was his tactic. All right. Uh -huh. This is like immigrant Sicilian upbringing shit. Sounds like my me. husband. <laughs> <laughs> I told, We're not nice to him at night. I but told I him I'd throw him outside. Okay. Same thing. <laughs> Same type of thing. Now, the kid's going to be almost six, Vincenzo. I see, like, and I've seen parents. I, I know a couple that they, they built a bed big enough to sleep with their yeah, three everybody. kids. So all, oh, all, no, 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 all no. three kids come in. Now, at this age, isn't it hard to reverse this pattern? It's, it's very hard. But there are a couple ways of doing it. I, you know, it's it's good to investigate other reasons why he's doing this ENT and otherwise. My guess is this is all behavioral because he's fine during the day, right? He doesn't have any medical issues during the day that are mm -hmm. bothering him. Medical issues tend not to have a predilection for day or night. You're fine during the day. You're probably waking up at night because he wants to be in your bed, right? Um, so he wants to be by his mother. Right, some exactly. Some nights, if I'm not in the bed and like I'll fall asleep on the couch, I've like hidden from him. He, he's there. He works. He'll wake up. He'll ask for me, and then he goes back in his damn bed. Like, stop liking me so much. I don't know. So I just gotta <laughs> get rid of my wife. <laughs> That's what I was gonna suggest. Have her sleep outside. That's I mean, exactly. Well, see, it's here. competition with his father. Well. <laughs> <laughs> it is the junior and the senior. Great. That's right. <laughs> so, so, so what's, what's the solve? So two ways you could do it. Neither one is going to be easy. Okay. One is, I mean, he, he obviously has a room in his bed. He has a bed in a room. Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. His own room, his own bed. We bought him a beauty rest mattress. Okay. No one else in the house. Could I a beauty him? rest. I oh my God. Have you tried a water room. bed? <laughs> water bed? No, no. <laughs> no, but my, I don't know. She made me buy a four bedroom house for what? Could have just bought a We worked bed. so hard. <laughs> 
I love this guy. I didn't have my own bedroom growing up. And this kid, I don't know. I can't. All right. So one way, the fastest way, but emotionally maybe most taxing for you, probably not your husband, um, <laughs> is you do your bedtime routine. You'll say you'll see mommy and daddy in the morning. You put a gate on the room. I just don't, I don't like oh, locking right. kids in. I have a problem with, you know, God forbid, fire emergency. I don't like locking doors, gates. So basically you don't want him roaming the house for safety reasons, getting into your bed. He's right. going to scream for you. He is going to play on the floor for a couple hours. He may wake up in the middle of the night and do the same. The truth is if he doesn't get mommy, that will get extinguished in a couple nights. It will not be easy. I don't know that I could do this. Uh, because he's going to really push it, but it would like put him in his room. It's like, like a storm door. <laughs> no, like he's like, gonna, a, like a baby gate. I'm going like, to build, build a gate tonight. <laughs> put it in front of what I tell you, listen, this kid's a fucking genius. He'll jump that. Mother. Right. Something, something that's a deterrent from him leaving the room. That's still safe. And he Never. can't get to you and he can't I'll roam the house. The I know exactly right. what happened. We'll bang on that door and talk. Right. No, he's going to he's gonna bang like crazy. Now, the and other way. There's he's saying so he doesn't see me. So this ain't going to work. Right. The, the other way, the next suggestion, it just takes longer, but it works. And it's much more work on you because you're going to be up every night, multiple times a night. Is yeah. every time he comes out, you got to one of you has to walk him back there and sit there till he falls asleep. And then leave. And he's going to do that multiple times a night. And then what you try to do is wean him off of you. So you sit next to him for a couple of nights, sit halfway across the room, sit in the hallway, and you're sort of weaning him off of you. The key is he can't, he can't get into your bed and he can't get you because once that happens, it sort of fuels him to do it every single night. He's winning, yeah. basically. Yeah. Right? Yeah, no, he's absolutely He's winning because we gave up, I feel like. Right. And, and think of without us knowing because we're sleeping. Right. Th- anything you've done for six years, think how hard that is to break. Yeah. Right. And as much as he escalates, if he eventually gets what he wants, then it fuels him for that much longer. Yeah. I know it's, it's really hard. So maybe, right, your husband sleeps in one room and you and him sleep in the other. We only have four bedrooms. Yeah, but that, that's these are separate. No. I'll just go sleep in his room and let him sleep with her. I don't know. Well, I, I know. <laughs> No, I know, I know a father that does that. That he sleeps in the kid's bed, oh, a, tw- a, a twin bed, and the and the son sleeps with the mother. Now, th- this is this is a complete loss of control within the house that I'm seeing a lot of parents go through, and I'm relating this to my own life. My wife tends to really accommodate the children and be very, you know, motherly and accommodating. And I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to apply like how I grew up from my father to, to the kids now. And my wife looks at me like I'm some some type of psychotic that I just, I I just kind of lay down the law. But if you're both not on the same team, that tends not to work. And that's what happens a lot in my relationship. My wife's on one side, I'm on the other. I'm like, get the kid out of here. And, and she's like, no, no. So, well, so wait, what did, what does he say to do? Yeah. So that was part of my question. Like, so not to say we're mean parents, but like my father was a teamster truck driver. My mother's a hairdresser. His father's a barber. Like you said, they're from Italy. Right. So it wasn't this coddly lovey dovey. Right. But at the same time, as I matured, I wanted to be a little more loving to my kids, but we're trying to be so strict with him. And he just 
he just doesn't stop my son until he gets what he wants. And I guess, I don't know, we both work and then we get tired and we give in. So it's a good quality. It's a good quality later on. (laughs) The stubbornness is turned on. All right. Whatever. Right. He's going to turn out right. And that's why if you don't mind him sleeping with you, you keep him sleeping with you. It's, you're not doing harm to him. He's got to eventually I'm leave the house. Like, I'm just tired of getting kicked in the fucking head. At, oh, my right. God. He's on our neck. He's yeah. on our head. Like, it's crazy. Because I don't right. sleep as it is because I'm up all night. And then when I do fall asleep, it's like three or four o'clock. And then he just comes down and wakes me up. And I'm up for another two hours. <laughs> no, that, that's the problem. The kid up. sleeps great. And the parents are yeah. like knocking side to side. Which nobody cares about dad. You know that. <laughs> No, we basically didn't solve anything. What have you been telling her to do? I want to know your solution. What have you said? What's your solution? solution? I told her, bring him back in his bed. She "Eh." She likes to sleep and that's it. No, no, no. no. I am half asleep when it happens and I'm not fully awake. So, and I've tried that before and then I'll fall asleep up there. But again, then he's getting me either way. And the sick part about the, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. Yeah. The sick part about this is I do work with young kids Downstairs. in ABA programming. So I know that this is all wrong, but it's so hard when, I don't know. Have I'm you kidding. had a child since him? So he what, he's a twin. So I had my older Another daughter one? first. She was nine. Right. No, then, right. no children since him. No, no. no. There's a reason no, for that. Friend. Exactly. <laughs> I thought you were a doctor, bro. <laughs> this guy's fucking crazy. And he's the baby of the twins. <laughs> bro, oh, another shit. kid. They want a fucking dog. I told him they could kiss my ass. Yeah, I said no more than I can handle it. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's good. Whatever, whatever house you have built now in this situation, you can almost have to live in it. You know, I yeah. mean, it's it's uh, it's six years. I mean, what, honest to God, is this kid going to come into the room when he's 15 years old and sleep with it? Is going to be a point where he just goes, what am I doing? No. Yeah. You yeah. I mean, so. I'm jerking off next to his mother. Oh but- <laughs> I asked him that about kindergarten, though. I said, all the other boys sleep in their bed, don't they? And he said he doesn't care because he, he just started kindergarten last week. And I thought maybe that would be. What's the oldest kid that you've seen sleep in a bed, like from your patients? Like, is I it? I, I think it's your child. No, no, not at all. <laughs> I think it is too. I no, no. No, I mean the older ones have. It's just because it's like a family choice. Some people make that choice. Well, what is the just oldest kid it. you've seen in a bed? God, I don't even know. I mean, six, 12? seven, eight, ten, twenty, twelve, ten. All right. I don't actually know. I have to think about that. I'll have to survey it. Hey, speaking of speaking of mom and love, and my wife found this weird, and I found it extremely weird after my wife pointed it out to me. <laughs> when we when we were at my mom's house one night watching TV, it was it was my sister, her husband, me, and my wife. I was laying on the couch, and my mother was there. And she was just rubbing her hand through my hair. I was, I'm what, 39? And she was just rubbing her, her, her hand through my hair. And my wife goes, What the fuck was that? I go, What? Your, your mother was like rubbing her hand through your hair. I go, It's just Italian, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, that she don't get it. <laughs> she he, don't get he wants it. me to do those she, things by fresh cold cuts every understand. day. <laughs> she, didn't up, she didn't grow up with a nona. You know what I mean? Yeah, like my mother, yeah. my mother died when she was forty-five years old. But she used to go every day and get me a quarter pound of fucking boiled ham because I like the way it tastes fresh. 
And she'll never do that. And, and I try to spoil my kids. We're living in a different world, my oh, friend. Please. It sounds like you don't even want to sleep in the same bed. <laughs> I said, let the kids sleep and you go someplace else. I think we've solved it. <laughs> if you give him that advice, please don't. I'll sleep in my bed. <laughs> like doctor said not to come home. No, I did not say that. <laughs> He's ready to sleep in his van. Um, all right, guys. We listen. We really appreciate you joining us on uh, on Daddy versus Doctor. This was a really fun call. I hope uh, Vincenzo uh, finds his bed shortly. But if not, no worries. Uh, he'll, uh, according to, according to the father, he's not going to be jerking off next to his mother. So oh we got like uh, we got the, the quote of the day, and I'll send you a copy of my medical license so you know. You know, <laughs> I went to school for this. Sebastian's medical license. Exactly. It's honestly, it's more legit. So. <laughs> These guys, they figure out how to make money left or right. Now he's a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Take care. Thank you, we'll, we'll send you a bill. See you later. Thank Bye, you. guys. You know, funny. It's like a lot of these calls are with the sleeping, and they invite the kid in. And as soon as you open that door, it's hard to close it. I'm sorry. But also, it's right. You Like you said, with the two different parents, and they want different things, and then it's hard to solve that problem. Yeah. It's um, funny. See, I like you bring a father like that on who's got no filter, who is, uh, yeah, we saw that a little bit in the one episode with the guy with the cats. Right. He was very trying, but he was yeah, straight but he was, yeah, he was straight out. This guy was mopping his head during the thing. He was drinking a yeah, beer. <laughs> All right, Denise, this is, uh, my name is Sebastian Maniscalco. This is Dr. Scott Cohen. Nice to meet you guys. Hi, How guys. You doing? Nice to meet you. Uh, where are you guys at? Where are you, where are you calling from? Uh, Cortland Manor, New York, in Westchester County. No, I was just there. I was just yes, there. Um, so listen, what's going on with the rash? Um, so my son, Joe, he's right here. He went swimming in a quarry and came out with a rash that was inflamed and cystic and um, not going away. So we took him to the dermatologist. It's been a while. He still has the rash. It's gotten a lot better, but um, they told us it was acne. So I thought I'd come on and ask about that. Okay. okay. Here's one thing in my own personal experience. Mm -hmm. Growing up in the Northwest suburbs of Chicago, anytime I went into a lake and I don't know what the hell's going on in a quarry, <laughs> all right, I don't even know what that is, bro. Uh, so once you come out of a lake or quarry, I would just think a rash is just <laughs> inevitable. The normal. I don't know what the hell's living in lakes, but I had, I had a nephew. I still have a nephew who went, uh, wakeboarding in a lake, came out with a rash all over his shoulder under here. And on his legs, and it looked very pussy and like crater-like, white, almost like white heads, but a little bit more aggressive. And actually, I remember calling you about. Yeah, it. What, I what, made this made me think of it actually. Okay, what, what did what did you say? So it, it sounded like it was more of folliculitis. I mean, if if the incident was swimming in the quarry and then the rash, yes, a teen. How old are you? Seventeen. 
17, yeah. I mean, teenagers get acne. Obviously, they get it on their face and their chest and their back. Super, super common. Um, but I'm just wondering because of the quarry incident that if it was more folliculitis, folliculitis is where the hair follicles on your body could be anywhere, um, sort of get clogged and they can get almost a secondary infection. You hear about hot tub folliculitis. So somebody's in a hot tub and they come out with all these little red bumps around them. And they basically, because the bacteria in the hot tub clogs the pores and you get this infection and the treatment is an antibiotic ointment. Did they give you an antibiotic ointment by a chance? No. Oh, okay. But it is it is getting better on its own. It is, but it's been for a long time. They yeah, prednisone, but uh, steroid. Yeah, and asked us not to give it to him because we were traveling, mm-hmm. and um, that it would go away, and it hasn't. Yeah, I mean, maybe something to ask your doctor about um, an antibiotic ointment. We use something a little stronger than Neosporin, which is what your nephew got, which is called Muprosyn or Bactroban. And it's just like a fancy version of Neosporin. It works really good for certain bacteria that are common on the skin, like staph and strep. And usually you do it three times a day. And within a week or two, it gets much better. Loose, cool clothing because sweat makes it worse. Uh, rubbing makes it worse. Um, so I think if it's not getting better, maybe that's something you ask your doctor about. I don't want to play, you know, doctor quarterback here. But it just, it reminded me exactly of your nephew. Well, what the hell's going on in the, in the quarries and the lakes where only, you would just think if you were submerged in, in, in water and then came out, your whole body would be covered. Yeah. Why is it happening on certain parts of the body? Yeah. I mean, sometimes more exposure where that, that happens. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. So uh, is your name Joe? Yeah. So are you going to go back to the quarry again? I mean, <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> is that a big thing? Quarry swimming? We don't have that out here. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty big amongst my friends. Yeah. The second quarry he's been in. <laughs> oh yeah. You've been into multiple quarries, huh? <laughs> yeah. Hey, well, maybe we got to go quarry. We, we, we should we go check one out and I'll lube you up with back to back. <laughs> Um, but yeah, talk to your doctor about it. I think if it's not getting away, going away, that may be the next, the next step. And, uh, hopefully it gets better guys. Thanks for joining us guys. Take care. All right. Talk to you later. Yeah, man. That's the second time we've kind of heard of this kind of swimming in, in murky waters and coming out with this stuff. You know, I get like every once in a while you talk about what's a folliculitis, uh, sweatpants. Right. Uh And I got hair on my leg. Uh And next time I wake up, I got like, like like whiteheads coming out of the follicle of the of the yeah from the heat from the sweating is that what it is it's probably from that yeah from like that's that folliculitis that's that's, that's yeah, a different thing. is it transient like it's there and it just goes away really quickly no I I, I just I get rid of it I, I pop, pop it and, yeah I mean, it's a, a version of that all right I like that everything goes to something on your body yep. the testicle talk went somehow to your testicles the hair follicles it's the beauty of the There's, show I relate it uh, to something unbelievable that I need a different we haven't degree. heard any any of your medical ailments yet. I'm, I'm sitting over here telling you. We that. will get to West Nile and all those things down the road. <laughs> yeah, Future we, episodes. We will definitely talk about that. All right. Alina, Alina. is calling in. Uh, she's dealing with tantrums at home, which I am very familiar with. Uh, kind of getting out of that phase right now. Alina, what's going on? Hi, Alina. Hi, how are you? Good. Oh, uh, we're good. We're good. Where are you calling from? I'm Providence, uh, Wesley, Rhode Island. Oh, nice. Nice. So thanks for joining us on Daddy vs. Doctor. This is Dr. Scott Cohen, and I am... You almost forgot my name right there, didn't you? I did. I almost forgot who the hell I was doing this thing with. (laughs) Hi. Uh, Hi. What do we we got with tantrums? What's going on over at the house? Oh, 
this little guy right here. No way. Yes. He <laughs> is years old and does not want to talk. He whines all day and like he literally drives me crazy. But he's two years old, only he's like says a few words. Um, so we we I did talk to the um pediatrician. And um, they suggested seeing a speech pathologist, um, which is like um, early intervention, I guess, in the state of Rhode Island, um, where he could, um, I guess, like they work with him from two to three. But like in the last month and a half, like he only says like maybe three new words. But like my thing is, is that like he always goes into tantrums because I don't know what he wants, you know, like, because like, you know, like he, he isn't talking. Um, he doesn't have autism or anything like that. Um, we got him tested and everything. So like, my question is like, what is like your suggestions of like dealing with him with like tantrums? Cause he doesn't know how to use his words or, um, because like he's crying and then I'm crying because I don't know what he wants, you know? Um, so what is your suggestions to deal with his tantrums and like the speech pathologist, like we've been working with, with them for about a month and a half, but like nothing's really progressed. Um, he's maybe said maybe two new words since then. Um, so I don't know what your suggestions would be as a medical profession, like, so, uh, tantrums, listen, uh, Caruso is notorious for doing tantrums, yeah. but we did a tantrum test where we just let him cry and we went around, just basically stepped over him, you know, just acted like he wasn't even there. Then he went in his room, he cried and he stayed there. And it, for an hour and a half crying, and then next thing you know, he was playing with his books. Is this something you ignore, and hopefully they figure out? Oh, I'm not, I'm not getting any attention, or what? Yeah. I think this is slightly different. I think the answer is yes and no in some kids. Because of the speech delay, it adds a little bit to the equation. Because imagine. He understands, and I, I'm making some. he understands everything, right? He responds yeah. when you call his name. He looks when you point at something. He follows commands. He imitates. He shows interest. All of those things. Yes. Yeah. So he really just has expressive speech delay. His receptive language, which is what he understands from the world around him, appears to be very good. So imagine you understand everything that's going on and you can't express yourself. It's like I say, going to a cocktail party with laryngitis, right? You're going to sit in the corner and have a drink. You're not going to entertain with other people because you can't talk. And then that's frustrating because he wants to tell you what he wants, but he can't because he can't do it. So I think speech therapy, it sounds like, is the right move. This is not a quick fix. It takes time um, okay. because we really want to help. And as his expressive speech, the number of words he says increases, his language and his interactions with you and the temper tantrums will decrease. Now, all two-year-olds, to your point, even two-year-olds whose speech is on par have temper tantrums because their understanding is always better than their ability to express what they want, right? They're not giving you full sentences of what's going on. So everybody at this age sort of has that imbalance of understanding and being able to express. So I think 
full-on temper tantrums. I think there are times to say, you know, you try to figure out what he wants, you know, take him places, point to things, show it. I think it's good for you to narrate things before you give it. So if he's pointing or grunting or crying, oh, you want your red sippy cup? Here it is. Here's your blue ball. One, that's going to help his speech because the more words you use on a daily basis, the better his okay. speech will be. Um, there are going to be times where you are, I understand you're really upset. He's flipping out. You take a break, go back and explain afterwards when he calms down. And then there's some kids who just, you can't ignore, you can't walk away. You get down on their level. You sort of hold them, hug them, let their bodies calm down so you can talk to them. But I think with him, it's going to be a combination of all of them because he's having a harder time expressing himself than most two-year-olds would. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah, so but like d- during it as a parent yeah. though, I've been in those situations. The kids crying, and you you, you start to go, yeah, the fuck, you know, you, yeah. you get like frustrated. Is there anything in the moment that you do? What I normally do is when the kid is crying, I have taken him outside. Mm-hmm. I, I've, I've taken him out of the environment he's crying in and move him outside, and we walk around outside. I'm not saying that works a lot, but right. I have noticed if you change the environment. Sometimes it, no, I think it's a great idea. Changing environment, distraction, though a lot of times they go zero to 60 so quickly that nothing changes what they're digging in. I, you know, I sort of joke, sometimes the parents need the timeout, right? We need to sort of yeah. step away, take a deep breath, calm, and then reintegrate into the situation because it's, it's so anxiety producing. And I can imagine how tough and just think how tough it is on him. The poor guy can't tell you I what know. he wants. And, and sometimes it's one of two things. It's if he's somebody who just really can't calm down with one of my daughters, we would just get behind her and hold her so she could sort of relax and calm down so we could have some sort of discussion after where we could figure things out. My other daughter, it was easier to sort of walk away for a second. She could calm herself down, then go back and talk. Because like you said, when you're in the middle of it, they're not hearing anything. Finding ways, yeah, yeah. you know, not only changing the environment, but giving them alternatives, right? You don't want them throwing the plate across the room, but you can take your sponge ball or things like this. Um, but it sounds like you're doing a really great job. I wish there was like, yes, do this and it gets better with most things in parenting. That's not the case. But as his speech gets better and he gets older, these things are going to get better and uh, you're doing the right thing. Okay. I'm coming back. You'll Come back. I want, I want to follow up, <laughs> follow up at three and everything's perfect. Oh, okay. Y'all. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> look, look at them. Look at them. Oh. I, I, I actually don't believe anything you say. I mean, that face, there's just no chance he ever even screams. Like an angel. An angel. 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 Lucifer. Sure. <laughs> well, thanks for calling in. Bye. Thank luck. you. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, that's tantrums, man. I've been in the midst of those. It's hard. Like, oh, my God. And it's harder with if there's any type of developmental issue in this case. Thankfully, it sounds like more just expressive speech delayed, number of words, which as that gets better, he'll be able to express himself better. Yeah. It sounds like he understands yeah. everything that's going on. Oh, absolutely. Good, right? So we got Nicole coming in the, uh, the room here with uh, an eczema issue. Hello. Hey, Nicole. Hey. What's going on? Come here. You guys want to say hello? I like family affairs. Oh, oh. what's going on, buddy? Say hi. 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 You want to say hi, Frankie? Hey, Frankie. No, no. That's not. No, no. no. <laughs> Frankie and what's the name of your older one? What's your name? Vincent. 
Vincent. Hey, Vincent. How old are you, Vincent? And there's Rob. How you doing? What's up, bro? So, where are you guys calling from? Sorry. We're calling from Long Island, New York. Oh, nice. Nice. So, what, what do we got? We got eczema over there? Yeah. Who has eczema? <laughs> Me. You do. <laughs> yeah, we got... And I think the little guy has some, too, actually. Oh, okay, so... Is there a difference between psoriasis and eczema, or is that one of the same? No, two totally different okay. skin afflictions. And when you're seeing it in kids, is does it present somewhere? Did you just hear what I said? By the way, I just said <laughs> present like I went to medical school. Um, he's bringing out all, and like he said psoriasis, like he knew what it is. I think I, That's I the most it, amazing I thing. I had it on my elbows, and I had it on the back of my head. Where do the kids have it? Um, Vincent has it on his leg, like he has like a patch on his leg. And then Frankie, I think has some on his face. Okay. My grandfather had yes. this. Is it hereditary? I mean, there's probably a genetic component. Yes. Cause people who are more allergic goes with eczema as well. So yes. Okay. So what's, what's the solve here? So, I mean, eczema is probably the most common rash we see in all kids. Um, is there any family history of allergies? Sometimes they go together. Some people with eczema have allergies too. Sometimes they're totally in of themselves. Well, um, we can blame someone in this room for, for that. Ah, there it is. See, we weeded out. <laughs> <laughs> We've noticed that a lot of couples blame the other person for some of the deficiencies in the child. A lot. It, it's a always lot. my fault, you know. <laughs> Even if it wasn't, it is. So you know that. I mean, yeah. Um, it, so he, Vincent also has asthma, which Rob had too when he was little. Got it. So, there you go. There you go. So there's a there's a triad of asthma, allergies, and eczema that a lot of people have, and then they sort of all go together. Um, has he been allergy tested? He was when he was very little. Um, he has no. Oh, and I'll just add to to the blow. Uh, he also has a peanut allergy. So we can't have Reese's peanut butter cups in this house. So oh, see, um, she just yeah. threw that in blaming the husband. <laughs> Halloween is just not fun because your husband, I say, <laughs> but uh, no. So he was allergy tested when he was younger, no food allergies, but they did see like environmental. Yeah. I only, I only bring that up because sometimes when there's allergies by knowing that and decreasing the allergy, then the eczema doesn't flare up anymore, right? If you're allergic to something that flares up your eczema and you remove it, it's better. But a lot of kids with eczema don't even have allergies either. Um, what creams have you tried? So we use a lot of Aquaphor. Uh -huh. um, uh, I use like the, we use the ointment. And then he actually just recently got prescribed some, um, I don't even remember the name. It's like Tri... Triamcinolone? Yes. That's yeah, we could be on... $10,000 pyramid together. <laughs> That'd be good. That's it. Yes. Yeah. No. So eczema, there's sort of a stepwise approach to care. It's so common. Baseline, all moisturizer creams. Your Aveeno, Mustela, Aquaphor. Aquaphor is great. It's thick. It's a good barrier cream. When it gets really red and bumpy, we start with low-dose steroid creams over the counter, you know, Cordaid, 1% cortisone cream, hydrocortisone, things like that. If it's still persistent, we jump to a slightly higher level, like a triamcinolone, which you usually do about twice a day for a couple of weeks. And that usually just decreases the redness and severity, knowing it comes out more heat in summertime and sweating, which it's hot now on the East Coast. And 
that usually takes care of it. And it's normal to come through waves. Unfortunately, you try to keep cool, loose clothing. You use the creams as needed. And when it's refractory to those, you talk to your doctor about something a little stronger. But it's something it sounds like in the family with asthma and and allergies that he may have on and off throughout his life. Huh. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, so I guess so it's safe like that cream will be safe to use for like an extended period of time for him. Yeah. I mean, those, those steroid creams are mild and we usually use them for short periods of time, you know, like a couple weeks at a time. It's good to give the skin a break because one, if it's not working, we should do something else or try something else. Um, and if it is working, usually goes away. We take a break and it may come back a month later and then you hit it again with the same thing, but it's normal to ebb and flow like that. Yeah. Okay, great. There you go. So we learned it's basically your husband's fault. Yeah. Get rid of your husband. No. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's pretty much all my fault. <laughs> but you know what? At least there's no knock on wood. There's no peanut allergies. I, ironically, him and his brother both have peanut allergies. My husband oh. and his brother, which I heard is actually pretty rare for like two kids out of the three kids they have to have it. And actually, he's going away the end of September, so we're gonna have like peanut butter party here. Me and the boys. <laughs> I love her. Vinny, tell them, what do we do when daddy goes away? What do we have? Peanut butter party. (laughs) This is the most fabulous thing I've ever heard. This is great. Well, enjoy your peanut butter party. We will. What do you say? Can you say bye-bye? Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Huge fans. Thank you. Thank you. That's a funny peanut butter party. Do you, like, do you like peanut butter? I love peanut butter. Yeah. But I've never had somebody like wait for somebody to leave to have like a peanut butter party. Yeah. No, I've never heard of that either. <laughs> uh, poor guy. Poor guy leaves his whole his whole house is having a huge bash. Um, getting a lot of people asking, how in the hell can I get on this show? Where do I go? Where do I sign up? I'm going to tell you right now. Daddy versus doctor at gmail.com. Submit your question your medical question, your behavioral question, maybe attach a video, a couple of photos, and hopefully we'll pick you to come on our show and discuss it for all to see. Now, we give a little bit of medical advice. We also give you a little bit of humor and you walk away happy. What more than you want? And this guy, although he's not really talking during this, this promo, talks a shit ton during the show. I was going to say, well, let, let them decide who the dad and who the doctor is. I think by the, if your doctor showed up in a full-blown pumpkin shirt, I think you'd walk out of the room. That is it. That is it for today's show. And we will uh, be right back after these messages. <laughs> <laughs> The opinions expressed in this program are not intended as professional medical advice, as a diagnosis, as a treatment protocol, or as a substitute for professional medical advice from your physician. Please consider your own medical history and consult with your own physician for your specific health care and or medical needs and about your concerns for yourself and your family.